Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be talking about mentorship and mentorship because this applies not only when you're a student, but all the way into you retire and through the middle of your career, mentorship is so, so important. And so to talk about this such important topic, I have an amazing guest for you today. I have Janice Millam, and she is a senior leader in the hospitality industry. She's worked for over 32 years with Marriott, and she is really big into mentoring. And when we're discussing about a topic for the top, uh, about the podcast, this topic really stood out. So Janice, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me, Daniel. I'm great. I'm doing super. Given all that's going on in our world, I think I'm, I'm doing fine. I am really happy to hear that, um, and I'm really excited to have you in the show, just for you to share a little bit more about you and, and about why we talk about mentoring. So before we dive into the topic of mentoring, uh, coaching, and sponsors, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so um, let's see. I am a, I've been with Marriott, as you said, for over 30 years. I've done all kinds of different roles with the company. I actually started in sales um, and actually opened a, a hotel, gosh, eons ago. I then uh, went into some leadership roles where I was actually managing hotels. I was managing full service hotels in the field for about 15 years. And then I've been at corporate headquarters for the last 11 years. And in that, in that capacity, now I lead um, seven of our 30 brands, um, the brand strategy, the brand management, the brand marketing a team, about 30 people that support seven of our brands uh, from Marriott. So it's been a wild ride. I've been a fun career. I travel about half of the time or was traveling about half the time globally before this pandemic hit. And um, it's just been, it's just been a super, super um, 30 years at, at the company. That's amazing. And if you can go back in time and give your younger self some advice when you were your first day in Marriott, what would you tell yourself? 
You know, somebody gave me some good advice actually when I was was young and I was very ambitious and I, I thought, you know, that it was all about climbing the corporate ladder as fast as you could. And somebody said, Janice, once you have actually mastered a role that you find yourself in or you think you've got it sort of down, my advice to you is stay in it another 12 months and really kind of get your master's degree as you would in this job and really learn it at a different level. And don't, don't try to move too fast. Sometimes people are so ambitious and wanting to move to that next thing too fast that they don't really get all the learnings that they, um, the richness of all the learnings in the role that they, that, that they're in. So I thought that was really good advice. You know, like I, I hear that advice a lot from, from senior leaders. And even when in, in my time at PepsiCo, I would hear this advice. And, it, and the first thing that I would say to that would come to my head, I'm like, well, that's nice for you. That's, that's great for you, right? You've, you're already all the way up there. Um, but it's hard for me to visualize those steps. It's hard for someone to visualize more than one or two promotions ahead of you. But like it, you, you do a lot of strategy for your job. Strategically, how should we, how should someone starting out their career should should they be looking at it yeah that's a great point I, I you know i never exactly knew what my next job was going to be i just really trusted that i would sort of gravitate where where, where what i liked right and so um so i think it's it's about doing the best job that you can in the role that you're in and it's about not getting ahead of yourself but also you know letting people know that you do have ambition that you do want to do other things i think sometimes too it's not always up it's sometimes across so how do you broaden your skill set across a lot of different disciplines or in the same level before then maybe you take that next step up and so it's not about staying in the same thing and doing the same thing for a really long time it's about maybe staying in the same position the same level but doing different things kind of across the enterprise to um, expand your toolbox as you will and from there then get yourself ready for that next step up you must be you must attend you know maybe once or twice a year some meetings where you're doing some people planning right like when you're sitting in a room with you know very senior executives as well when you're looking at like the org chart like what are you what are what is going through those individuals heads like what can uh are you looking you think do you look at potential is there attributes do you see that the people that move up the high you know the corporate ladder fast move forward um and then there's also this things of like high potential employee um how yeah. do you as an as a as a student coming out of college going into career any advice also, I think I threw like three questions at you. I'm so sorry. This is, I just get so excited <laughs> about this topic, but how can I position myself as a high potential employee? Yeah, there were a few questions there. So let me take a stab at that. So I, I think that it's really important that when you first start in your career, that you are really clear on what, what the expectations are and, and how, what, how is success measured? So you need to really understand, you know, those, those components. And then as you sort of learn what the job is, then it's about how do you uh, make sure that, that you've got your own personal brand is starting to develop and people know who you are um, as, a, as a leader, as a, as a manager versus just the job that you do. So I think there's there's a, a networking component to that that's really important. I tell people all the time that you need to network with folks outside of your work group and get to know, be curious about what they're doing in other parts of the company and get have them get to know more about you. That's really, really critical. 
somebody also that's willing to take up, raise their hand and take on additional projects above and beyond their job duties. That's another really great way to be seen as a high potential. Somebody also that's really articulate and can um, speak well in front of a group and represent their, their project or their themselves really well. I see those people as high potential. And also having really emotional intelligence, I think that's really important. There's a lot of people that come out with great pedigrees, great degrees, you know, uh, everything on paper looks amazing, but they don't, they, they haven't worked on their self. They haven't worked on their emotional intelligence and sort of done their personal work. And I think that's really important as well. I heard somebody on a podcast recently, that's a Yale professor that actually his, his whole, um, his whole job is around emotional intelligence. He's written a lot of papers on it and he teaches classes at Yale. And he said a lot of the students come in and say, well, I, I didn't need to know anything about emotional intelligence to get into Yale. It was all about my grades and my, you know, my academics and my activities. And, and the professor said to the student, yes, but you're going to have to know a lot about it to get out of Yale. Because if you want to get a job, you're going to have to figure out this thing called emotional intelligence. So um, I think all of those things are really um, important to, to pay attention to, to get yourself seen as a high potential. Those are, I love those answers. And thank you for answering all those questions. <laughs> and like, you did such a great job. That was awesome. I want to talk about, you know, your career and how mentoring is so important. And I think college students hear this all the time, like mentors, get a mentor, get a mentor, get a mentor. But, um, but it's, it's difficult to do that. So the first question is, any advice that you can give us on how to build a strong mentor-mentee relationship? So I think the first thing is, don't ask a stranger to be your mentor. That's, a, that's something that people do that I think is, is um, a misconception that you can just kind of go up to somebody you don't know that you admire and say, would you be my mentor? It's really important that you have a relationship with somebody before you enter into a mentorship or ask them to be your mentor or become a mentor for somebody. It's, it's really important that um, there's at least some sort of a, um, a relationship in place. It doesn't have to be long and deep, but there has to be some sort of a relationship. So that's, that's number one. Number two is, I think it's really, I think when you're seeking a mentor, they're not necessarily somebody who's your superior always. It can be somebody who's your peer, or it could frankly be somebody who is more junior to you that you wanna learn more about their perspective and, and because they come from such a different background than you do. And you really want to, to understand that to help you to be a better, to be better at your job or better um, in your career. So I think mentors come in different forms and shapes and, and fashions, right? So, um, and ultimately, I think the, the other thing that's really important is to make a distinction between a mentor, a coach, and a sponsor. And I make that distinction a lot in that a, a mentor is somebody who shares their experience, somebody that um, gives you advice that you can bounce things off of. Mentor relationships tend to be really long term. A coach is somebody who might not be as long-term of a relationship, but somebody who's really, instead of telling you about their experience, they're going to ask you really powerful questions to help you to sort of figure out and, and guide yourself to your own conclusions. And then a sponsor is somebody within an organization or, or at college, it could be a professor, who's going to actually uh, advocate on your behalf, who's going to say, hey, I want um, Daniel to be seen uh, as a part of uh, this organization or or I want him to be in a leadership role. We should really put him forward for this, um, this great opportunity with a, an internship or something of that nature. So they, they are very different. And so I think, I think we need all three. 
I think in our careers, um, as a, whether you're a college student or just getting into the, the job, um, or even a senior executive, having mentors and coaches and sponsors are incredibly important. I want to dive into those, the difference between the three of us, because we hear a lot about mentorship. Like we, we hear a lot about mentorship and then we also know what coaches are. A lot of college students don't know what sponsors are. Um, that's not something until we get to the career that we, they, they start really thinking about it or even maybe even years into their career that they realize that they actually do have a sponsor and might not understand what that type of relationship is. So let's start, you know, one by one, we'll, we'll start with like mentoring and one of the biggest things that I see students struggle with, because I mean, I've noticed this, right? In order for you to have a, a long-term mentor-mentee relationship, it needs to be mutual beneficial, right? Um, it can't just be a one-way relationship because it won't work long-term. But as students, we feel like, what do I have to offer? Like, what, do we, what can I bring to the table when having this, someone who's been very successful? Because generally what you I, I, t I tell my students, like, the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it, right? And, and that, in the terms, is why a good mentor is. It's someone who's accomplished the goal that you've accomplished. Maybe has gone, is currently doing the position or has done a position that you want to do that can mentor you and help you gain the experiences and everything else that you need to get to that role. So my question to you, going back to what I said earlier, it was, what can a student do to add value back to someone senior than them? So you, you make a really good point, and I think you're right. To be a mentor, you, you're getting as much as you're giving. And I often have people say to me, oh, my gosh, I so appreciate it, and, I, and you know, you're so being so generous with your time. And I always say, you, know, you don't understand that I'm getting as much out of this as you are because I'm not only sharing my thoughts, you're sharing your thoughts. So, but, but particularly to your question, Daniel, about what can a student do, I'm going to tell you about a story about a young woman that I met a couple of years ago when my family was traveling um, in Europe. And we actually went to Greece. And this young woman, we stayed, we rented a, a home, and this woman was a, a, this young woman, her family owned the home, and they actually had an apartment that was underneath um, the big, beautiful house that they would stay in when they were renting out their house. And this, this woman, was, she's in college, and she's in university in Paris, and she came up to me, she came bringing us all um, some dessert that night, of baklava, the sort of the traditional dessert. Um, and she said to me, I've always wanted to work for Marriott. I understand you work for Marriott. I've always wanted to work for Marriott. And I said, you do? And she goes, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I've, I've been trying to, to figure out how to get an internship um, in the summer, next summer. And I would, I would love it if, if you would have a few minutes to talk with me. Now I'm on vacation, right? So this is probably not the first thing in my mind that I'm going to want to enter into a mentorship conversation with this young woman. But I was fascinated by her because she was, first of all, you know, not American. Her English was beautiful. She had all these different experiences. And I said, you know, let's just, we're going to, we're going to go to the, the pool or the beach or whatever. And let's just have a mentoring conversation at, at the beach. And we just sort of shared, she shared her experience and why she was so interested in Marriott. I've come to find she'd been a, at the Ritz Carlton in Barcelona um, one summer as a server and had really fallen in love with the company then. Ritz Carlton is, is one of our brands. And she really wanted to come to the United States and experience that and, and intern in a corporate headquarters um, situation. 
So long story short, um, that young woman was put in, in my life for, for a reason. And I sort of, I, I grabbed it at the opportunity to, to get to know her. And she ended up uh, being an intern on my team at Marriott two summers ago. She actually um, came to the United States and was, uh, we, we learned so much from each other from, you know, from her cultural background and sort of her father. Her father was a architect and um, he was in the business too. He, he didn't own hotels, but he had designed hotels. So that was fascinating. So, and we're, we're, we're friends. We'll continue to be friends and I'll continue to be a mentor for her whenever she needs it. We've connected, um, in fact, in the last couple of months, she graduates from college the end of June. So it's a perfect example of just having her in my life has enriched me in a way that I've never known any, I've never been to Greece before. Now I have this, this Greek daughter, I call her, that I will be in my life, I think, forever. And so I got a huge amount back from that. So I share that story as a real life example about, you know, uh, she got a lot out of it too. She got an internship. She, she learned a lot. Um, and, and I did too. And what I want the students to take away from this is just because you're receiving career advice doesn't mean that what they're looking for in return is career advice. They're, they probably don't need your career advice, but they're going to get it's other areas that they feel, get fulfillment from, from doing it. And that is the key, but it needs to be a win-win in order for it to be long lasting because no one wants to feel like they're getting taken advantage of. And if that's the case, then you end the relationship rather quickly. And, and so um, that's, that's an amazing story. That's all, that, that is fantastic that um, she even talked to you about it. Like, I'm, I'm so happy that she, made, she decided to talk to you about it. Yeah, it took some some courage, right? But right. she she really um she and she was a little nervous. You could tell at first is like, oh, is this appropriate or not? And it took some courage, but it and I admired that, and I wanted I wanted to know her more because of that, because I thought that that was just really awesome that she would put herself out there in sort of that vulnerable way, and then it turned into be just this amazing amazing experience. And I said she'll be in my life forever. Hey, Daniel here. We've just hit the middle of the episode, but before we move on, I want to share the story of Tim, one of the students who recently went through my academy. Hi, I'm Timothy Castaneda, and I just got my dream job offer for my future career. I actually start Monday, and that is all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career program. Um, I had been looking for a new career for the last five months, for the first four months of that college, of that career search. I had not been with Daniel or the Master in College to Career program. I had been doing it myself, and I gotta tell you, I had no success. I got 10 no's from 10 different companies, and at my lowest point, I reached out to Daniel because I had seen stuff about him, I had seen stuff about the Master in College to Career program on LinkedIn, and he actually got back to me that very same day, and we had a 15-minute conversation that changed my life. I decided to sign up for the program, and I gotta tell you, it was the best professional decision ever. It led to me getting this job offer for three reasons. The first, I, the course itself is so intuitive. It is step-by-step, step, literally everything you would need to make yourself the best candidate, not only for this career search, but anytime down in the future and make yourself the top candidate for any career that you dream in being. Daniel will help you get there. Two, you can actually have some one-on-one -on -one time with Daniel. He actually cares. He knew me by name. He remembered some of the things that we spoke about. He remembered the profession that I was looking at when I met up with him again. Um, and it really made me feel like he actually cared about my success. 
and that made me believe in myself after getting those 10 straight no's. And the third reason is the, the cost of the course itself, you are going to get a huge return on investment. It is literally less than the cost of a college credit and you get a 30 day money back guarantee that Daniel himself promises. And I can tell you within those 30 days of me signing up, I had had three job offers from four different companies, two of which were in the top 10 list of what I was looking for. And that is again all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career course. Best decision in my life, go look at the website, reach out to Daniel LinkedIn, I promise you, you won't regret it. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. I want to add a side note to all the students listening to this and realize that that would not have happened if that young lady didn't have clarity about what she wanted to do. Right. If she just was like, Hey, I'm just looking for any job. Can I talk to you? I think you might have not given her so much attention, but it's the fact that she had clarity about what she wanted to do, that she wanted to work for Marriott, why she wanted to work for Marriott. Like there was a story behind it and it wasn't like, oh, I just want to work somewhere in hospitality. Not sure what I want to do. Don't know if I want to go into management. I don't know if I want to go into marketing. Then it would have been, I think, a different conversation. Yeah, that's a great point, Daniel. That's a really great point. The other thing I, I think, too, that's important to mention about mentorship is it's really important that as a mentee, um, that you come with your agenda, that you come with topics. The mentee needs to do the heavy lifting, right? The mentor shouldn't be doing the heavy lifting. It's really the mentee that needs to come prepared, being curious with topics, specific things that they want to talk about or work on or learn from. And, and that's something else that I think is a misconception when, when people think about a mentoring-mentee relation, mentor-mentee relationship, that it's really important that the mentees really own the relationship or own the agenda. Yeah, that, that is such a great point because that is really, really, really important uh, to understand that at the end of the day, like you got to put in the work, you got to do the research. And actually more importantly, after that, once you get advice, you have to execute it because no one hates, like everybody hates feeling like they're wasting their time. And so if a mentor comes and spends a couple of uh, hours with you, helping you work through something and you don't go and execute it and they see that you don't go and execute it, they're going to feel like, why do I want to spend more time with you if you're not going to, if it's going to be a waste of my time. So it's important that you not only execute it, but you follow up and let them know what happened. I was just going to say that I was hoping you were going to go there because that's right. Execute it, but then make sure if, even if it doesn't go well, that still follow up and, and say, Hey, I tried this and mm, it sort of bombed or, Hey, I tried this and it was really great. And uh, it's really important because that, that is, um, that is a, a thing that gets missed sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's so important because the more you check up and follow up, the more they feel invested in you because it, it, and especially as you progress in your career and I'd say that you got a promotion because of that advice and things like that. Now they feel invested in you even more and they, and they continue to invest in more and double down and triple down and quadruple down. And that's where you have such a beautiful mentor mentor relationship where it's like, like the fact that you call her like your Greek daughter, like that's, that's how you know that relationship has evolved to a, to another level of like an amazing level. And it is not just, Oh yeah, that's my mentor. I talked to her every six months, maybe uh, like. Yeah. 
It's yeah, you know, she's decided, she's actually decided that the hospitality industry is not for her, which is fine. You know, it was, it, she actually loved it and, and thought she wanted to work for Marriott. Maybe someday she will again, but, you know, she's now going down a different path and she's working as an intern for a company that's more in the tech space, but she's really loving that. And as I think they'll, she's, they've offered her a job when she graduates. And so, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, where it starts. It just matters where it goes. Love it. Let's, let's talk about coaching. Cause I think coaching is, is important because I think having all three is important. And you, I think you, you did mention that in the beginning of the podcast, which is so important, but college students focus on mentoring. Don't really think about coaching that much. And coaching is so important. And I even think about this, even Michael Jordan, like the, you know, arguably the best basketball player of all time, he still had coaches, but uh, what, what are your thoughts on coaching and when, should students or even early employees get coaching or should they? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I have done a lot of coaching training myself. I think it's probably one of the most powerful leadership courses that I've ever been through is, is uh, through coaching training. And it really does, um, I think, help you to be a better leader and a better person. And when I talk about emotional intelligence, I think coaching can really help people improve their self-awareness, their emotional intelligence, their um, understanding how their, um, their, their actions and behaviors impact others, what works, doesn't work. And I, I think that, you know, I, I would say any time in your career, early in your career, um, getting a coach would, would be a good idea as you're trying to navigate, trying to figure out your leadership style, you know, how you're working with others and, and all of that. And to me, coaching is, as I said, more about um, helping guide somebody on a path of discovery, self-discovery. Um, rather than telling me uh, sort of your story. It's more about you figuring out your own story and your own self-discovery through, through a coach who would ask um, powerful questions and help you navigate that. Now, coaches still hold you accountable, just like a mentor wants to know, you know, how did, what was the result of what I gave you advice on? They still should hold you accountable and say, okay, what is it you want to do what is it when you want to create and um, how can I hold you accountable to that or how can I help support you to make sure it gets done but a, a coach is different than a mentor in that they really are about helping the person self-navigate basically or, or answer questions on their own and I do think um, you know I often say we sometimes we get coaches for people that are low performers that's not a good idea you know, coaching somebody to be a, a from low, that's not a great performer is not the, the idea. What you want to do is uh, get a coach for those high performers, because it's how do you help them to be even uh, more, um, more successful in their career and in their life. And that's what coaching really is to me. And that, that's important. Like I, I, when I think about coaching and I'm someone that has always um, invest a lot in my personal development and hire coaches and even like if something that everybody can relate is a personal trainer, right? Like there's a difference between a, co a mentor in your health journey versus a personal trainer who's more of a coach, right? The personal trainer might give you more strategies and tactics while a mentor might be giving you some advice and perspective. Um, and, um, and, and, and I think about a coach as someone that like, it's more, of, I get, I, I think more when I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think you pay more for a coach than you would pay for a mentor. Generally, you wouldn't pay for a mentor uh, in most scenarios, but a coach is something that, that 
that's they have the systems and, and they they've have the results like this is what they do you know like this is like their business this is the way that they, they run it right so yeah i've never known of anybody to pay for a mentor that is that is i've never heard of that but definitely coach you i've never known of people to have give coaching free um unless they're studying to be a coach and then certainly there's pro bono but you know the international coaches federation um is a great place to go there to the website if you want to learn more about coaching and even find coaches and there are people that are just starting out in coaching that um are very reasonable and i would think for students that would be a really um, excellent way to actually try out having a coach at a very low cost option, somebody who's just started starting in their career in that, and it could be a wonderful experience. So I would highly encourage, you know, I, I often say everybody needs, this is another category we haven't talked about, you'll probably laugh, but everybody needs a coach or a therapist in life, and sometimes both, depending on what's going on in their life. So, um, and th those are two very different things too, but I think everybody can benefit from coaching. Everybody can. Absolutely. And let's talk about the, the last one with, you know, which is sponsors, people in your corner. And I think this is interesting because for me, it took me a long time to realize that this existed. Um, and maybe it's because I'm a first generation minority student and my mom uh, pretty much worked most of her, her life in a very small family owned company where there wasn't sponsors. It was her. And then there was the, the owner of the company. And so it wasn't really, did, 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 I guess it didn't really apply, but it wasn't into my corporate career that I realized that there is people in your corner that when decisions are made, these people are the ones who voice out and say, hey, we think Daniel would be, I think Daniel would be a good fit for him. We throw your name in, in, in the ring, you know, per se. And so maybe can you explain a little bit what sponsors are, who they are, who can they be, and how do you, I guess, get them? Because sometimes you don't, you can't, you don't even know who they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, uh, you know, oftentimes our bosses are our sponsors, right? They, they should be looking out on, on our behalf for, um, you know, our career growth and all of that. Our mentors can be our sponsors too, but I think you've got to be careful because a mentor-mentee relationship is very confidential, and everything that is shared has to be confidential, and the mentee needs to trust that it's confidential. So, if if I'm your mentor and I'm also at a table trying to be your sponsor, that can get tricky sometimes. So. A mentor can be your sponsor, but it, it, it's hard to sometimes draw those lines. So your boss should be able to be your sponsor, past bosses to be your sponsor. You know, I will tell you when I was in college, and I'm a first-generation college student too, I'm the first person and the only person in my family that, that went to college and graduated from college. And um, at least in my daughter's now in college, I've got a 20-year-old, but, um, but I was in my family. And I had, a, I had somebody who, a professor that was a sponsor for me, and, and I didn't even know he was advocating on my behalf, but he actually um, nominated me to go to this uh, one-week course in Chicago. I went to the University of Kansas and um, grew up in Kansas, kind of a small town, so that was a big deal to go to Chicago. And he nominated me, um, the, the faculty could nominate, I think, five students to, to go to, to this one-week course in marketing. Uh, and it was, you know, he was always, sort of looking out for my best interests and and it was I think he saw promise in me he saw potential and he wanted to um, 
help put me forward and, and help because um, I maybe wouldn't have done that myself. You know, sometimes sponsors actually um, advocate on our behalf when we may not do that for ourselves because they see something in us that we may not see in ourselves. So I think that was a sort of a long winding road to get to how you find a sponsor. It kind of organically happened and you may not even know that it's happening on your behalf. Um, and and um, but I do think it's it's important that um, you when when somebody is advocating on your behalf that then you recognize, oh, I think this person might be my sponsor or be, be advocating and then acknowledge that and engage with that. Yeah. You know, I, I think about it. I'm very, I try to think about it very strategically. And my, the way I look at this is saying first, you know, building a personal brand is important. What are you known for? So that it makes it easy for people to sponsor you on for those particular reasons, right? Like, Hey, Daniel's the LinkedIn person. Daniel's very good at podcasting. Like if you, if, so things that, the people can rally behind because you have made that your, your brand associated with. Um, and then uh, to me, I think it's important to know that like you said something about your mentors sometimes are not the best sponsors. And I think it is true because sometimes it might sound as biased advice, right? Like, well, you're just saying that because Daniel is your mentee. So of course you're going to say something very nice. So when it comes from someone that you don't have such a mentor mentee relationship or such a close relationship and they're talking good about you, that unbiased advice actually has bigger weight in it. And so that's why a spon uh, sponsors are so, can be so great because if it's people that you less, the less they expect it to come from the people that maybe you don't have the, like you don't talk to on a daily basis. I think it holds a lot of weight. So understanding and seeing it that way, I think is important. And I love the fact that you say your professors can be sponsors because that is true. There's many times that I get emails from my old professors saying, Hey Daniel, check out this student. I think he'd be a good fit for PepsiCo. The student might not even know that the professor did that. And now I have this, and I, this happened many times. I think I even hired two people that way when I was at PepsiCo, where I would re review the resume, say, you know what, he is a great candidate. And then I would email them about an interview. And that was all because the, prof the professor was a sponsor of this student. Yeah, you know, as you're saying, it, it's almost like sponsorship is earned. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. Sponsorship yeah. is earned, whereas mentorship is sort of a mutually sort of agreed upon um, relationship that you enter into that both people you know, yeah. benefit from. Right. And then coaching is something that is actually you pay for and, and helps you navigate in a different way. But sponsorship is really earned over time. Absolutely. You know, nothing is, is, is so powerful of being in a room when you're talking about you know, like making it like people planning decisions. And somebody says, what about this person? And then somebody else says, you know what? She would be great. And then somebody else is like, you know, I had a very similar um, interaction with her and I do think she would be great for that role. And then when the whole room aligns to that, like that is a room full of sponsors because you earned that, right? To your point, Dennis, it was earned. And that is powerful because it becomes like, all right, we've identified the candidate. It's kind of like pretty obvious. Um, and that, that is earned. Yeah, well said. Um, any last piece of advice that you would want to give our audience regarding mentoring, coaching, sponsorship, or anything else? I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge, so we'll take any advice. You know, I, I think it's about being courageous, not being afraid, you know, just put yourself out there. I know it can be intimidating to ask somebody to be your mentor. I know it can be intimidating to, you know, hire a coach and sort of go to, to you know, look at yourself in the mirror and, and maybe 
some of the stuff you see you don't like, and that can be that can be really hard. But I, I think that it's it's really important that that you be courageous and be vulnerable. You know, vulnerability is something that is uh, for a lot of people not a very comfortable word or a very comfortable thing to think about. But I think when you do ask somebody, you know, can I can will you be my mentor? Can we engage in this relationship? And um, or I. Feel like I want to need to hire a coach. Those are vulnerable things. But vulnerability is a strength, in my opinion. And I think that's back, back to that emotional intelligence piece. I think that um, probably the biggest advice I would get where I see people get the most tripped up is that they haven't done their personal work. And you even said yourself, Daniel, you've done a lot of you know uh, leadership, personal work. And I think that's, that's the biggest advice I would give to any student, to anybody um, that's starting their career, that's in the middle of their career, or at the end of their career is focus on you know making sure that you are doing the work your personal work and that is going to carry you so much further in your career and in your life than any any job can can carry you you're going to be that that's really the, the secret to that's the secret sauce in my opinion love it janice thank you thank you so much i think this has been a over 30 minutes packed of great information um, so thank you so much for coming to the show, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experience, talk to, uh, talking to us about such an important topic, and then everybody else listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now if you found value in this episode, that I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.